Ang sarap po umawit patungkol sa ating kaligtasan. Tama po? We can never outgrow the gospel. Even hearing it again and again, even hearing it being shared to a new person, we can never grow tired of it. Do you believe that? Do you agree with me? So, kanina po, when uh, Kuya Waldi and the band, they started singing their first song, so I'm just amazed on how the Lord orchestrates, the, orchestrates even the songs, on how it would even amplify His message for us this afternoon. So yung unang kanta kanina, talks about how God calls us from darkness into His glorious light. And now we can just look back on how dark it is to be separate from God. Na ngayon, pag tumitingin tayo, no, nakita natin kung gaano kagulo, gaano ka-confused, gaano ka-dilim ang buhay na malayo sa Panginoon. So, this afternoon, we will also talk about what it means to pursue God's call or pursuing God's call. And since we are uh, in a series on the book of Acts, we will be looking into the missionary journey, mostly about the missionary journey of Barnabas and Paul. If you can join me in Acts chapter 13, verse 2. While they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So ito pong map na to, ay, uh, it contains the missionary journey of Barnabas and Saul. Saul also known to us as Paul. So we can see the blue line. Can everybody see the blue line? Yan, tinuturo po ni Charlie sa, through the pointer. There's a blue line that traces the missionary journey of Paul with Barnabas. So, they went from Antioch. They were sent from Antioch. And then they went to Cyprus. Cyprus is, the, is where Barnabas was born. And then they went to, to Perga in Pamphylia. Pisidia. And then Iconium. Lystra, and then Derby, And after that, they went back to Antioch. So sa lahat po ng mga lugar na ito, napakarami, Paul and Barnabas was able to plant a ministry there, a plant a church there. Although nung time nila, hindi pa nga nakukuhin yung salitang church planting, but through proclaiming of the gospel and discipling the believers or those who respond to the gospel, they were able to build communities, a Christian communities, followers of the way. Jesus Christ in this in these places. So, nakakatuwa po na makakita ng mga ganito ka, katinding mga missionary journey. Not just one church, not just two. In fact, this journey with Barnabas, no, Barnabas and Paul are just the first churches that, that Paul was able to, to, to plant by the grace of God. And the first thing we can observe with the help of our text, is that Barnabas and Paul's journey, or Barnabas and Paul's calling, is purposed and prepared by God. Ang Panginoon po nag-initiate, hindi sila. 
Okay? But before we dig into it, sino ba si Barnabas? Who is Barnabas? The first account on Barnabas is found in Acts chapter 4, verse 36 to 7. Here we discover that his real name was not Barnabas. It's Joseph. And he is a Levite. So being a Levite, it means he is from the tribe of Levi, so he's a Jew. Her, his parents are Jews. And being a Levite, it's also possible that Barnabas has been serving in the synagogues, okay, teaching people about the law of God. So yan po yung background niya. And his new name, Barnabas, was, is translated son of encouragement. In other versions, son of prophecy or son of exhortation, even son of consolation. And one of the things recorded, aside from church planting, that is amazing about his life is that he was one of those people who sold their property and gave the money and lay, uh, took the money and laid it in the, on the, uh, the apostles' feet. So basically, eh, ganito, siya, ganito katindi yung 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 pag-follow ni Barnabas sa Panginoong Yesus. Okay? Binenta niya yung lupa niya at yung pinag, pinagbentahan ay inalay niya. Okay? Sino naman po si Pablo? Who is Paul? The first account of Paul is found in Acts chapter 7 and this was in the time where Stephen, one of the martyrs, first martyrs of the church, was stoned to death. Saul was there. And Acts chapter 8 verse 1 tells us that Saul was not just there watching, but he is in hearty agreement. He's not only in agreement, he's in a hearty agreement. Parang nung binabato nila si, si Stephen, parang siguro sa isip niya si Samia, tama lang yan sa'yo, mamatay ka na. That's how zealous Paul is in Judaism. So he is in hearty agreement in putting Stephen to death. Acts chapter 8, verse 2, Some devout men buried Stephen and made loud lamentation over him, but Saul, or Paul, began ravaging the church. And this is what he did. Dito siya sumikat. Entering house after house and dragging off men, not only men, but also women. He's been dragging men and women Christians, followers of the way. And he does it very intentionally, going from house to house. Nagdo-door to door siya. If you had an experience of doing a house-to-house -house evangelism, this is a house-to-house -house persecution. And when they, he drags them, his goal is to put them into prison, if not to torture them or sanction them death. What else is told about Paul? Acts chapter 9. He asked the high priest to give him authorization to continue doing this in a larger scale. Ba? Grabe yung vision ni Paul. Kahit nung kalaban pa siya ng church o ng, ng mga Kristiyano, may vision na siya. At ang vision niya ay lipunin lahat ng tagasunod ng Panginoong Jesus. Hindi, no? If kayo kaya may kakilalang ganito, no? if, if you knew someone who does this and you're about to meet this person who, who wants to kill your kind. Magiging excited ka ba? Ilalagay mo kaya sa Facebook 
profile mo that you are a Christian. Acts chapter 9 verse 2. Sorry. So, sorry. After this, what happened? Paul encountered Jesus in, his, in the road to Damascus. Habang naglalakbay siya papuntang Damasco para ipagpatuloy yung kanyang persecution, the Lord appeared to him. There was light. It made him blind. They heard the voice saying, Paul, Paul, or Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? So yan po si Pablo. He's a persecutor. But now, fast forwarding from Acts chapter 2 or Acts chapter 9 up to Acts chapter 13, iba na po yung kwento kay Paul. There's a different story about him. Now, in Acts chapter 13, Paul is now considered set apart alongside Barnabas. What does set apart means? To set apart means to be separate or severed from something. Ihihiwalay ka. And be dedicated exclusively for one purpose or one person even. Paul elaborated what set apart, how, how, what set apart means in his letter to the Romans. Yung intro niya is, sabi din, Paul, a bond servant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart. Everybody say set apart. Set apart for the gospel of God. He is exclusive for the gospel of God. And when does being set apart happen? In Galatians chapter 1, 15 to 16, But when God who had set me apart even from my... Saan po? Sa sinapupunan ng kanyang ina. Imagine that being set apart or the purposes of God, no, as Paul writes to the Galatians, starts even when you are in your mother's womb. Nasa sinapupunan ka pa lang. <clears throat> nasa sinapupunan ka pa lang, naset apart ka na para sa Panginoon. Nasa sinapupunan ka pa lang, tinawag ka na para sa Panginoon. That's why no matter what people say around you, no, ano man sabihin sa iyo ng mga tao, patungkol sa kapanganakan mo, na ikaw ay aksidente. That is not true. No one is ever an accident. No? Kahit, mag, kahit sabihin pa na magulang mo sa'yo na nagkamali kami ng bilang, hindi namin alam na mabubuntis pala ang iyong ina. Kahit sabihin pa nila, God has purposed. God has set you apart already. So nobody's an accident. At ito po yung matindi. This is one truth that we can celebrate about it. Here we can see that we are called towards God's plan through His grace. His grace being undeserved favor, unearned, wala ka pang kadating-dating, wala ka pang sinabi, wala ka pang na-achieve, wala ka pang kahit anong kabutihan, ni kasamaan, you are already called and you are already set apart by His grace. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, Paul 
once again, no? tells us how, uh, gano'n na ba tayo katagal na set apart? Ito medyo mas matagal. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before Him. Now, the word holy in the Bible also means separate or set apart. He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to Himself or towards Himself according to the kind intention of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace which He pre- freely bestowed on us in the Beloved or in Christ. So, gano'n katagal na po yung pagiging set apart natin sa Panginoon? How long? It exceeded even the time that you were in your mother's womb. Paul in Ephesians tells us it's long before that that we were chosen even before the foundations of the world. Isn't that amazing? That's why we cannot attribute this towards ourselves. Before the foundations of the world, nakita niya na si Danny, nakita niya na si Paula. Ayaw na tumingin ng iba yung iyo. <laughs> nakita niya na po ako. And He has already set me apart. To understand set apart more, I, I brought here with me my daughter's toothbrush. So, to, to get this idea more, no, it's just like a toothbrush. It's dedicated, it's exclusive, I hope, no, for, for your own use. No, nananatili siyang malinis para linisin ng sarili mong ipin. Right? Hindi natin siya pwedeng gamitin sa toilet. We cannot use it to clean our, our sink and then use it again. Or we cannot even lend it to someone. Do you agree? It's cool. It's like a toothbrush. And this is, this is how the Lord sees us. That we are for Him. That we are set apart for Him. Para sa Kanya lang tayo. Kaya nga, if you will read Jeremiah or the book of Isaiah, grabe yung poot ng Diyos. No, how, he, how, he, how He is pained by Israel's adulterous behavior. Worshipping other gods. When before the foundations of the world, they are meant for Him. That's what being separate is about. And even the world or even Satan or the devil would always whisper to our ears other other identities pertaining to our failures and our sin. Na sinasabi minsan sa atin ng mundo na tayo'y walang kwenta, na tayo'y, um, ano pa, tayo'y walang halaga. No? Minsan yun yung naririnig natin eh. O tayo'y marumi. Even though we hear these things, the Bible tells us otherwise that we are set apart. And in love, in love, He predestined us. Okay? So, predestination 
is motivated by the love of God. And in that, we must be secure. He freely bestowed it on us through His Son, Jesus Christ. And that san po natapos yung chapter 1 verse 5 ng Ephesians. He did it through what? According to the kind intention of His will. So ang Panginoon po, meron siyang will. Meron siyang purpose. Do you believe that? No? Kaya kung nabasa nyo na yung aklat ni or yung libro na sinulat ni Rick Warren, The Purpose Driven Life, The Purpose Driven Life means you, it's a Jesus-driven life. In Proverbs 19 verse 21, Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. No? Minsan kasi ang dami ho natin plano. We have so many plans in our hearts. Bata pa lang tayo, even as, as a kid, we already have so many plans. When you ask a kid, anong gusto mong maging? Uh, gusto, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a teacher. When I ask my daughter, Noah, what do you want to become? I asked, I, I asked her when we were in the province in uh, my wife's uh, place in Quartero, Capiz. I asked her, anak, what do you want to become? And she answered, I want to be a farmer. Oh, that's new. And then I asked her, are you sure? Yes, I'm just going to use sunblock because uh, the sun might uh, damage my skin. That's, that's a true story. Ang dami ho nating plano. Ang dami nating plano. At don't get me wrong, hindi naman pangit yung plano natin eh. Pwedeng maganda naman yan eh. No? I, I haven't met a person whose plans are not good. Normally, when somebody comes up with a plan, basically, if you listen to it, it's all, it's all good. But then, however many the plans a man hearts, a man's heart possess, still God's purpose prevail. So, kahit ano pang plano yan, yung purpose pa rin ni Lord yung mangunguna at magtatagumpay. That's why, if you will, if you, if you will uh, listen to some who are not aware of this plan, some Christians, unfortunately, they pertain to God's will as an option. Nakakausap na kayo ng taong ganun, na parang, hindi ko kasi alam kung ito yung God's will or ito yung pipiliin ko eh. That as if God's will is just another option. That the Almighty who created the heavens and the earth, the one who said, things to be and they were there, He has a will. And unfortunately, some of, some of us would just take that into consideration as a suggestion. Kaya nga po, sinong nakakaalam sa atin ng Jeremiah 29.11? Meron ba? 29.11? Uy, dami Diba, marami po sa atin, favorite yung verse na yan eh. Dumating din, may stage din ako, yung buhay ko, favorite ko yun eh. One of my favorite verses. Kasi yung ganda pakinggan eh. For I know the plans I have for you. Ito na naman si Plano. The plans to prosper you. Tapos na ako dun eh. And not to harm you, the plans to give you hope and the future. Wow. But if, if we will not jump into prosperity and future and listen to what the Lord actually says, Sabi niya, I know the plans I have. That's why don't 
get confused when you have a plan and you claim God's blessing and God's word to support that plan and then nothing happens. Why? Because He has a plan. So if there's a better posture than just asking God to bless our plans, the best posture is to kneel down, sit down, wait and pray and ask the Lord, Lord, what are your plans? And by the way, Jeremiah 29.11 does not end in verse 11. It has 12 and 13 too, which says, And you will call upon me. Tumigil na dun sa prosper. Pero kailangan pala tumawag. And the, the, the wonderful promise of God there, if you call upon Him, I will answer you and show you stuff. So God has plans. And even though we have many plans, His purpose prevails. Meron pong mga estudyante natin na mga engineers, kakagraduate lang sa UP. Isa sa mga, pwede ba kayong magtaas ng kamay? Yan, si Renz, yan, sila, sila Rico. Andaling maintindihan sa kanila nun eh, nung plano. Kasi sa mga engineer, no, in the in the uh, for engineers, simple lang sa kanila eh. May plano na eh. Susundan mo na lang. Tama ba? Ganon din po sa buhay natin eh. May plano na ang Diyos eh. Susunod na lang po tayo. Tuloy po tayo. The second thing we can observe in the missionary journey of Barnabas and Paul is that it is prompted and powered by the Holy Spirit. Now, whether it was audibly heard as God's voice was heard by Paul and his companions in the road to Damascus, or you know, there were a lot of times you know, in, their, in their time that God's, heard, uh, God's voice was heard audibly. So, nangyayari yun. Ang sarap saya siguro kung ngayon marinig pa rin natin. It is amazing now, how familiar and certain they were that what they heard is actually the voice of the Holy Spirit. Tayo ho kaya, no, pag nagsalita ang Panginoon, may boses. Kaya kaya natin sabihin, oh, that's the voice of the Holy Spirit. If, if you will read it plainly in this account, they were certain. They would say that the Holy Spirit said in a very certain way and not in a strange or weird way. Hindi yung nanginginig-inig pa na the Holy Spirit say to you. Hindi ganun eh. They are so certain. There's that intimacy that they were able to know. So whether it was audible or through the voice of a prophet, they were certain that it was the voice of the Holy Spirit. If not, it, it will not be here. Tayo po kaya, no? How, when was the last time, or can we remember a time that we, we would use that word and we are so certain? Like the Lord told me, pag nahiya ka ng konti, the Lord impressed in my heart. <laughs> pag medyo kontra yung kausap mo, I read in the Bible in my quiet time. But then here, it's, it's amazing how sure they were that we heard the voice of the Holy Spirit and this is what He said. No, kasi, bakit, bakit ba tayo ngayon takot na takot dyan? 
No? Ang dami ho ngayon takot na takot diyan eh. May may dalawa akong alam na dahilan. Yung isa kasi, parang nagasgas na. No? This this the Holy Spirit said or the Lord told me has been used so many times in, in not in a good way. That's why people or the community of believers has become afraid of it. 'Di ba? Because this phrases has existed in in frightening love letters. Like the Lord told me, you're the one. Tapos ilalagay pa doon yung mga ibang verse na Delight thyself in the Lord. <laughs> Mahiya po tayo. <laughs> Sorry. But, in, in, but this actually happens that even in some communities, this has become uh, used by abusive leaders who would just say easily without you know, much reverence and sensitivity, use those lines, the Holy Spirit told me or the Lord told me to direct a community. And we know that that's not how the Lord works. Here, they're not just one. And dami nila dito, they're in fellowship. And the Holy Spirit said, it means that they are all in agreement. All of them heard it. All of them agree. And these are some of... Yeah. So here, these are some of the accounts where it was mentioned. Acts 13 verse 4, So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, who sent them? Who sent them? The Holy Spirit, not a church planting program. Okay? 13 verse 9 to 12, But Saul, who was also known as Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, fixed his gaze on him. Ang kausap po niya dito. Si Elimas and said, You who are full of all deceit and fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease to make crooked straight ways of the Lord? Now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you will be blind and not see the sun for a time. And immediately a mist and the darkness fell upon him, and he went about seeking those who would lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when he saw what had happened being amazed at the teaching of the Lord. Ito po yung talagang preba that the Holy Spirit is prompting you and the Holy Spirit has empowered you. There are signs and wonders. But they don't stop at signs and wonders for us to just be amazed. It leads somebody to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Amen. Yun ang purpose niya. Hindi para maging kakaiba yung church. Acts 14. Therefore, they spent a long time there speaking boldly with reliance upon the Lord who was testifying to the word of His grace, granting that signs and wonders be done by their hands. Sometimes our struggle with evangelism or proclaiming the gospel is because we are shy. We, we say that we are an introvert. Nahihiya tayo. But then, it's inevitable if you are full of the Holy Spirit to not not talk about Jesus. You don't need to be an extrovert. You don't need speech training. All you have to, to be is be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me share a testimony, uh, one of the recent testimonies 
when uh, Joanne and I visited a friend in the hospital, she was uh, operated. Uh, operated for, um, she has a, a cyst. Meron po siyang cyst na tumubo sa kanyang ovary. And for a month before that operation, we've been praying together and asking the Lord for healing. But then after a month, the cyst was still there and, it's, and she has, she's been experiencing sharp pains already. And the doctor uh, told her to, that she should immediately undergo surgery. So, pumunta pa yung bata sa amin. Sabi niya, Kuya, uh, I have faith that the Lord will heal me. I will not go undergo this surgery. Sabi ko, no, no, that, don't do that. You go there and you trust that even you undergo surgery, your healing will only come from the Lord. So she went and we kept on praying. And before she came to the hospital, there was the, a really sharp pain that she felt before she rode their car going to the hospital. Wala na daw mas masakit pa in her entire journey having the cyst. Now, by the way, no natanggal yung cyst, pumuno, kasimbigat siya ng dalawang litrong coke. That's how big it was. So, there was a sharp pain. No, after, I think, more than two times of uh, laboratory tests, that, that cyst was found in her ovary. Alam nyo yung miracle ni Lord? When she was operated, the cyst was na, na, no longer in her, in her ovary. The Lord moved it. The Lord moved it. Sabi ko nga kay Lord, Lord, minove mo, hindi mo pa tinanggal. Pero alam nyo, may ibang purpose si Lord eh. May iba. Hindi natin siya pwedeng ikahon eh. Andiyan ba kayo? <laughs> hindi pwedeng ikahon. Kasi alam nyo po, yung nag-operate sa kanya is the president of the... Ano yun? Obst- Obstret, obstetrics, nabubulol po ako. Yan, basta presidente siya ng association sa buong bansa, ah, nationwide. Alam niyo po, sabi ng doktor, I've never seen anything like this. Ganun po ka, kabuti yung Panginoon. Pero hindi pa po yun yung kwento ko. Ito na po yung kwento ko. So we visited her. Drive kami, ah, uh, that was a stressful day for us. Ang dami namin kailangan gawin sa, sa negosyo. Tapos, habol kami. Punta kami dun sa, sa hospital. Munti kang pa ako mahuli. Talagang, pag, nung mahuli na ako, sabi ko, talaga ba? Ngayon pa? And then, sabi ko, may dadalawin po kami yung kaibigan eh, na-operahan. Naawa sa akin, pinalampas ako. Pero, ano yun na huling ko tong, I was not violating any traffic rule. But then, when we were there, so we cannot talk to her. She's still in pain, fresh from surgery. And medyo malaking babae po to, kaya three inches yung hiwa niya. Di ba malalim yun? Three inches. So hindi namin siya makausap. We, ju- we, just, we were just there to be there. And we talked to her mom. And then after that, ito na po, ito na po yung kwento ko. The Lord impressed in my heart to pray for her. So when I received that, sabi ko, Lord, what will I pray for? She's healed. We received the miracle. Hallelujah. He prayed. You just pray. And then I prayed. While praying, I was listening intently in my heart to the Lord. And I don't know. It just came in my heart. It's the first time that I heard that kind of instruction to pray that the Lord would close up the wound, the womb. So, alam niyo naman tayo, nahihiya tayo pagkaganyan. Baka hindi kasi gumaling eh. But then I obeyed. I obeyed because I was certain. And I said, Lord, 
close up the womb. <laughs> the, the wound, sorry. Close up the wound. And you know those times that you just obeyed, you don't have, you know, it, walang, you don't believe extra, you don't expect anything to happen, but you just know that if you do not obey, you know, it's on you. So I obeyed. So Lord, can you close the womb? The wound? Alam niyo po, we were praying and we were unaware that my friend was, when we came, she could hardly talk. She, she could not stand because it's painful. But she was doing this. Like, hearing the prayer, she was, oh, like, it's happening. <laughs> and I pray usually long ex- except for the food, so we were not aware. <laughs> and then we opened our heart, our eyes. She was crying. She was crying. And she was laughing at the same time because she, was, she kept on doing that. And what happened? And you know, I just stepped back. Because I didn't even expect that. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't have the gift of feeling. I mean, if I pray for my kids, no, they don't get well. My faith becomes stronger to endure. But then it happened because God, because God wants it to happen. And I'm just happy that I obeyed when I heard His voice. So, hanggang ngayon po, nangungusap pa rin ang banal na Espiritu, huwag ho kayong matakot. In, in the life of Barnabas and Paul, that's, the, that's, the, that's, that's their guide. They fully depend on the Holy Spirit. That's why where they go, something extraordinary happens. That's why they were called witnesses. Parang kami, nung, nung gumaling, kali! Hindi kami makapaniwala. Hindi kami makapaniwala. Ang labo, ano, nananalangin tayo, pero hindi tayo makapaniwala. But then, yeah, praise the Lord. The third thing that we can observe in their ministry is that, ito yung sobrang gusto ko sa kanila, yeah. Their calling or their, their missionary journey is always pointing to and proclaiming Christ. Pointing to and proclaiming Christ. In Acts 13, while Paul was preaching or teaching in the synagogue, ito po yung sabi niya. Ito yung message niya. Paul stood up and motioning with his hand, Men of Israel, and you fear God, listen. The God of this people, Israel, chose our fathers and made the people great during their stay in the land of Egypt. Nagsimula po siya sa, sa Egypt. And with an uplifted arm, He led them out from it. And for a period of about 40 years, He put up with them, pinagtiisan sila, with them in the wilderness. And when... He had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan. He distributed their land as an inheritance, all of which took about 450 years. After these things, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. Then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin for 40 years. Verse 22, after he removed him, he raised up David to be their king concerning whom he also testified and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart. 
who will do my will. And verse 23, from the descendants of this man, David, according to the promise, God has brought to Israel a Savior, Jesus. That was Saul's message. Sinimulan niya pa dun sa, sinimulan niya pa sa Egyptyo. No? This is a shortcut to the Old, Test, Old Testament survey. He was telling them that everything that ha- happened from Egypt up to David and from David until today is all about the promise who is Christ our Savior. Alam niyo po nung nababasa namin ito mag-asawa, nag- nag-isip kami na pag, habang we train our daughter, and we read her stories, as early as now, we should tell him, yeah, that's David who killed Goliath, but you know, this is about Jesus. No, para hindi na sila nalilito. So he was, he was proclaiming Jesus to them. And you know what it meant to, to, to the listeners in the synagogue? It's been a very, very long time. It's a very long time. Since there was a promise that, as, that, as, that a descendant of David will sit on the throne. Napakatagal na po. Daan-daang taon. And the Lord was silent. They were not hearing the voice of the Lord for, if I'm not mistaken, 400 years. And the last promise that they heard and hold on to is the promise that a descendant of David will sit on the throne. That's why they were waiting for a king. Imagine, nagaanap sila ng physical king. But then Paul is now making, trying to make sense of the, the scripture to them, saying that what the scripture is actually talking about, what the law of Moses is actually talking about, what, what the prophet has been prophesying about is actually Jesus, our Savior. And though Barnabas and Paul came from different backgrounds and conversion story, they agreed to unitedly usher these people in finding Jesus in the Scriptures, believing that the Holy Spirit will call those who are His as they boldly, through the power of the Holy Spirit, proclaim Christ. Yan po yung tatlong bagay. No, when, when you pursue God's call na makikita natin sa buhay ni Barnabas and Paul. Number one, si Lord ang initiator, hindi ikaw. It's not your compassion. Even your compassion comes from the Lord. Okay? And it's not, not your work. Why? Because it has been established before the foundations of the world. Can you qualify on something when you are still not on earth? It is according to God's will in His love. That he purposed that. Number two, when it is prompted by the Holy Spirit, only the Holy Spirit can call us out of darkness. Only the Holy Spirit can can cause us to to hear God's word, so that the Son will be revealed in our lives. Kaya po sa Pilipinas, andaming may kilala kay Jesus pero hindi lahat sumusunod sa kanya. Sapagkat hindi po natin kayang sumunod sa Panginoon magisa. We need the Holy Spirit. And thirdly, eh, pursuing God's call, no, we can learn in the life of Barnabas and Paul that it is about 
proclaiming and having a life pointing to Christ. Now, how does this translate? How does this translate to us? No? Sorry. How does this translate to us? Our dilemma is that when we hear the word calling, we autom- we, it's our tendency to think about a vocation. No? Nagkaroon po kasi ng ganung jargon. Eh. We had that jargon in the church. Maybe um, aware na ako about this early in, in my Christian life eh, when I was in uh, mga 1990s pa. That when you hear the word calling as if it talks about, it only talks about pastors, missionaries, na parang may magsabi sa'yo, oh, you have a calling, brother. Or uh, sometimes when we talk about uh, God nudging us to go to missions as like the Lord is calling me to do this. But then if we would read the Bible or how the Bible defines no, in general the word calling, okay, it's not about that. What the Bible yearns to, to communicate when we talk about the word calling is not calling to do ministerial tasks or mission or duty. The Bible is very consistent that when it calls, it, it talks about the word calling or the calling of the church, it calls us or God calls us towards Himself. Kaya po lahat tayo kasama. Hindi lang yung mga gustong magpastor. Hindi lang po yung mga gustong magmission. God calls us very consistently. God calls us, even in the Old Testament up to the New Testament, in Jesus' time, God calls us towards him, Himself. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Jesus says, said, Come to me. That's an invitation. All who are weary and heavy laden. Tinatawag ho tayo ng Panginoon. Why? Because His yoke is easy and His burden is light. In calling of the disciples, He went to Matthew, who was formerly known as Levi. He, he went to Philip. He went to James and John, the sons of Zebedee. He went to Andrew and then Peter, saying only these two words, Follow me. Yun po yung calling ng Panginoon. Eh. Tinatawag tayo papunta sa Kanya. God calls us towards Himself. We are, and we are aware this invitation to his disciple, disciples no, at that time is not yet for a ministry. Wala pa naman po silang alam gawin eh. Sila po ay mga mangangisda. No, pag, pag tinignan po natin yung, yung profile ng mga disciples si Lord, you will be surprised why He chose them, but He chose them. I want to go back to yeah, Matthew chapter 4, 18. Now, this was the time when he, he called Peter. Allow me to read to you. Now, as Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net to the sea. For they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. 
Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. Jesus calls Peter to himself. No? Before he can be a fishers, before he can ever be a fisher of men, God or Jesus calls him to follow him. Dito na po ako magtatapos no? kay Pedro. There was a time when Jesus introduced himself as the bread of life. He said, I am the bread of life. And th- that entire chapter, te- uh, you will read about Jesus saying that you eat me, that you will consume me. And because of this teaching, many thought that Jesus was preaching a hard preaching. Sabi nila, ang hirap niyan because they were thinking that they would literally partake of his flesh. That's true. If you read the story, you know, I, we just don't have enough time, but you can go back to that. And many disciples left him. By the way, hindi lang po 12 ang disciple ni Lord. You can read other accounts in the Bible where there are 70 disciples. God sent them two by two. And some scholars believe that Barnabas or Joseph was actually part of this 70 because he was given like another name. So, going back, no, so nung time na to, nag-alisa na hulat. No, no one were, no, nobody, uh, everybody went away and the 12 were there and Jesus asked them, how about you guys? Aren't you living? No, hindi ba kayo aalis din? Ano pa inaantay nyo? Jesus was challenging them and I was surprised, no? You know, the Peter we know who always come up with wrong stuff, wrong words to say in the perfect wrong timing. This is how we responded to, to God. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hindi niya sinabing, Lord, saan kami pupunta? No. Lord, kanino kami pupunta? Kanino pa kami pupunta? Hindi niya sinabing, Lord, what will we do? What else will we do? They did not say, Lord, where will we go? No. Peter said, to whom shall we go? Because his invitation was not to do the ministry, but to follow him, to be with Christ. And if you would read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, you'll be surprised. It's all about God's desire to fellowship with us from the Garden of Eden and to the fall, to the plan of redemption, and to the new heaven and new earth. God yearns to be with us. Even Jesus said, yung mga sinabi niya sa disciples niya that we would be one as I and the Father are one. Ito po yung mga sinasabi ng Panginoon. Eh. Now, if you serve me, then you must follow me. Because where I am, there my servants would be. Kaya ito po yung mas magandang concept ng calling. You know, the difference that this, uh, what the Bible teaches about calling is that we cannot Use, we could no longer use the cliche which says, busy with the kingdom but not busy with the king. Narinig nyo na ba yon? That's just impossible in, in how the Bible describes calling. How can you be busy with the kingdom if you don't go to the king first so that he would send? That's why when we are challenged to proclaim the gospel, God told His disciples to pray to the Lord of the harvest so that He will send. It's always to Him, from the throne to the nations. And the disciples knew that. So that when Jesus challenged them, 
So kayo, saan kayo pupunta? Lord, sa kami pupunta? Nasa iyo yung mga salita patungkol sa buhay na walang hanggan. Alam niyo po, when you find your lives in that, that poverty, that there's nothing in, on earth that is good apart from God, apart from Jesus, you'll be in the best place. You will live in another level. Sabi ko nga, yung mga madami mong plano, wala na yan. You would just follow the Lord. And ang maganda, automatic, kahit saan ka magpunta, kumikilos ang Diyos, kaya ikaw kumikilos din. Hindi mo maihiwalay yung sarili mo, hindi kasi para sa akin yan, sis eh. Para yan, kasi may gift, gift yan eh. No. Because we are invited to follow Christ, now that you are following Christ, what He does, you do. Just as Christ did. Sabi niya, I only do what I see the Father does. That's a perfect example. Kaya after Peter, after Peter denied Christ, after Peter denied Christ, how many times? Three times. Bago pa ngayon, sabi ni Lord, diba? before that happened, He said, when you come back, you restore others. He did not say, if you come back. He said, when you come back. Why? He was already seen it. Why? He predestined Peter. Why? Because he called Peter from before the foundations of the earth and there's nothing Peter can do because the Lord is certain about what he wants to do. So when, when he calls Peter back, he did not say right away that, Peter, do you want to do ministry again? Peter, do you want to be a pastor? Peter, do you want to, to share the gospel again? No. He said, Peter, do you love me? He once again wants Peter to reinstate his love, to rededicate his love for him. Do you love me? So if you love me, then you do this. Three times also. So he got all those three denials covered, restored, Peter. And last verse. He ended that dialogue John chapter 21. After that dialogue of, do you love me? Ten my sheep. Now, this he said, signifying by what kind, sorry. And when he spoke this, he said to him, follow me. Yun pa din. Yun pa din ho. The beauty of this kind, of this calling is that it affects all of life. And Christ becomes central of everything. It's no longer a ministry. This calling now affects how we treat others, how we represent Christ in the workplace and share the gospel to them. This affects how we treat our parents, how we disciple our kids by living out, living to be a good example to them. This truth affects how we react whenever we are offended. This truth dictates how we would endure whenever we experience suffering, both suffering like what is common to men and suffering because of the gospel. And this truth teaches us to trust and endure trying times. This truth affects how we share the Master's joy when somebody gets saved. 
and especially for those who are new here, for those who are first time here, for those who, it's your, maybe it's your first time to hear a message like this, this is even for you. Because the calling is for everyone. And even if you're new to this church or new to this faith, you can respond to pursue God's call. And as we pursue this call, as we pursue Christ, we would discover more and more the purposes of God. And that will make dim the plans that we have in our hearts. And we would learn to immediately respond and rely to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. We would be sensitive to His voice. And we would be certain that it is Him whom we heard. And live a life that points to and proclaims Jesus Christ, King of Kings, our God and our Lord and our Savior. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you so much for you have called us, even though unworthy, but through the kind intent of your will in Ephesians chapter 1, you said, Lord God, you called us, you predestined us, you, cho you have chosen us, Lord. And Lord, we are here humbly worshiping at your feet, thanking you, O God, for what you have done for us. Lord, let this message that we received this afternoon just cause us to be, to consciously and intentionally seek you and seek your face and call to you so that we would be aware of your, of your divine purpose and we could submit our itineraries and our schedule to you. And Lord, we pray, even at this time, that you would make us kin to the voice of the Holy Spirit so that we could boldly proclaim Jesus Christ to wherever we are. That there's no longer a, div a division over our work and our Sundays. That there's no longer a difference of how we, how we worship you on a Sunday and how we deal with all the troubles in our house. Father God, we submit ourselves to you as a living sacrifice. For you have done great things for us and you have purchased our salvation with your blood. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for even speaking to us this afternoon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.